Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really? This is you what you're doing? Do what you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. <laughs> We've got an update on the jockey this hour. You're not going to want to miss this. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to Braves Country. I'm Mac McGee. We're going to get you going here in just a second on Braves Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going to try to do a Braves report to lead off the show, kind of get you in the know of what's going on. So just, just be ready for Braves updates because the season is here. And we'll be doing uh, ball games Tuesday and Friday nights on Braves Country HD. The key will keep, we'll uh, pick up some of them. But I just want to get in the habit of twice a week, just kind of giving you an update no matter what. Now, obviously, we talk Braves all the time, but this is just going to kind of give you an idea. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the Atlanta Braves bullpen, and we're going to look at the other bullpens from the other two contenders in the league and kind of size them up. Now you see right there, I'm sharing the score on the screen because it is of interest for Braves Country HD. If you are streaming, if you're on the key, we'll keep you abreast. The Braves trail nine to six, and that game is in the top of the seventh inning. And Atlanta is playing the Twins on the road, and we'll get into the statistics here in a second. I'm going to try to expand the... There we go. That way you get a kind of a much better look at the at the score and what's going on. Dean is at the bat. So the Atlanta Braves, when you look at what's going on with with the team itself, and we all know, I think it's been kind of beaten to death about the the shortstop and the left field. Those are the two biggest question marks. And I still think it's going to be some version of a platoon system, maybe not a true platoon at shortstop, but it will be a, a, uh, there will be at bats for Arcia 
regularly throughout the year. Now, barring any injury, Grissom is expected to start the majority of the games, but I'm still thinking 40, 45, maybe even more games are going to be started by Arcia at the shortstop position, and then he'll also be able to give Ozzy Albies the day off at second. So I kind of suspect that between that and the designated hit roll, because from time to time you're going to want to give Darnold or Murphy the day off and not have to have them DH, I think Arcia is going to be in the lineup quite a bit this year. Well, Leonardo Arcia is going to be a much bigger part of our lineup than what people are probably thinking about at this point, this juncture. But I'm, I'm looking at him to get one, maybe two starts a week at short, one start a week at second. Though Ozzy likes to go to the post a lot, they're going to try to keep him healthy and fresh. And they might put him at DH from time to time. And so you sprinkle in a, probably one more DH. I I think RC is going to be in the lineup, in the starting lineup card, four times a week regularly. Sometimes more, sometimes maybe a tad less, but he has proven week after week, day after day of this Atlanta Braves organization that he belongs in that lineup regularly. So I'm, I'm here for that. Now, as far as Atlanta, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at their bullpen first, and then we'll scale it back and go to the Mets and then go to the Phillies because right now that's the betting favorites in Vegas. Right now, the Mets are a slight favorite over the over the Braves in the for the NL East champion, but it really depends on what book you're at because I've seen some books that have the Braves a slight favorite. I have seen some books that have the, by the way, breaking news, this just came across. This is huge news in the National Hockey League. Patrick Kane just got traded to the Rangers. Patrick Kane just got traded to the New York Rangers. So how about that? All right. Back to the baseball, and we'll keep you updated if anything else pops across. But that just came across the ticker. So we'll keep we'll keep you uh going on with that. I know there's a lot of hockey fans out there that listen here to the key, and that is a huge, huge deal. Kane going to the Rangers. Of course, Patrick Kane, a household name in the NHL. All right. As far as the betting favorites, as I was saying, I'm seeing most of them somewhere between the, the Braves and the Mets, depending on the book, somewhere between plus 120 to plus 140 to win the division. That's not, and, and the fact that, that both of them are, are usually separated by like plus 10, that's that's minimal. So basically, they're the two front runners. The Phillies are the ones that are closer to the plus 200 range. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Philadelphia to make a hard charge and maybe even win the division. But with that being said, they're going to have to have big time, and I mean big time, contributions from their bullpen. So that's why I'm focusing on the bullpen today. Now, obviously, Iglesias is going to be the, the number one guy, the closer. I do believe A.J. Mentor is going to come in against lefties and match his way up with that. Joe Jimenez, big trade acquisition, hard-throwing right-hander, him and Colin McHugh, and hopefully Nick Anderson 
Dylan Lee, Lucas Luque. These are this is a deep, deep bullpen. And it's a bullpen that Atlanta, I don't think people are jumping up and down, even in Braves country, about this bullpen because I don't think they realize how deep this bullpen is. I look, Jackson Stevens, who is not really a slouch, he's a solid right-handed guy. I think on a lot of teams, he would be your seventh, maybe even your eighth inning guy. He He's going to be at the very front of the bullpen. He's going to be one of the guys that's going to go in when the game is three or four runs one way or the other to try to keep the rest of guys fresh. You've got a couple other guys that they're hoping to be big time. Now, I'm still on the fence on whether I believe it or not, but a lot of folks are calling for Kirby Yates to have the kind of bounce back season to make him a favorite for comeback player of the year. I've got to see it to believe it. I do think he, I do think he, that he breaks Florida with the team, but he's going to have to prove it in the early on, or he can end up in the DFA slot. Jackson Stevens in the front of the pen, as we mentioned, mentor and Lee, those are two solid lefties. Then remember, of course, we also got Colby Allard that came in. And he is probably being slated for more a long relief front of the pen guy, but another left-hander. And when you have him and you have Lee and you've got Luke, Luke is going to be a key part. Cause remember Tyler Matzik is done for the season. Tyler Matzik is not expected to pitch at all in 2023 elbow surgery. They hope to have him back next year. And they hope that he's, and they did pick up his options. So they, they're gearing him to be ready next season. Right. But even with that being said, they're going to have to piece everything else together. And Lucas Lutke coming over from the Yankees. I know he's not well-known. He's an older arm, 35 years old, but he's a left-hander six foot four, two Oh five. And he's an old Texas boy and he will bring it. And the Yankees have had some pretty good success with him. Joe Jimenez, I, I honestly expect to start off and everyone will get, a, get their chance. But I think the three headed bullpen at, to start the season off, assuming Nick Anderson doesn't slide his way in, I figure Nick Anderson is going to be more to the sixth, seventh inning to start off. And he'll kind of lead into McHugh. But the back back of that bullpen, I expect Iglesias to be asked to slam the door. Sometimes mentor, depending on righty lefty, but mentor to be your setup man from the left side and Joe Jimenez to be your setup man from the right side. And you've got two hard throwing, a righty and a lefty to set up Iglesias, who is that nasty sinker. And, of course, the Braves have him for the next couple of seasons on top of this. So he's not going anywhere. They're paying him, what, 15 16 a year or whatever it is. And he is going to be asked to be the guy that he was back in Cincy. And he pitched pretty well in L.A., but L.A. decided to tear it apart because they just 
they they basically had to. And then, of course, let's not forget about the fact Jesse Chavez. Jesse Chavez is another guy that the Atlanta Braves would expect to be on the roster this year. And he is a great piece to have, and I would be shocked if he doesn't make the team. All right, looking over, if we, if we scroll over now and we go to the the New York Mets, what have they done in the offseason with, with the bullpen? The big thing with the Mets is this. I think the biggest thing that they did to strengthen their team in the bullpen is that they made sure that Diaz wasn't going anywhere. So they locked down Diaz, Edwin Diaz, five years, $100 million, and I know Cohen's got the money. That's not the question. But the question to me is, is a guy who, and he's elite, but we know how these closers are, and sometimes when they fall off the rails, they fall through us. You just locked him up for $100 million over the next five years. He better be worth it. Because even with the money that Cohen has, he 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 has other owners in his circle. They're not going to want to just print money. They do want some kind of a return when it's all said and done. But Diaz coming back, he was the best closer in baseball last year. He he looked like one of the best closers in all of baseball before he came over into Seattle from Seattle, and then when he ended up getting over to New York, he he, he just had a bumpy ride when he first got there, but he straightened it out. Nasty. You get to him, it's almost an automatic win. So that's the back end. The question is, how do you get there? And I think they've got some big time question marks. If you look at if you look at the Mets projected bullpen right now, Adam Adovino, he's solid, but he but he's had his hiccups over times. David Robertson is a good setup man at this point in his career he's he can no longer close he doesn't have that stuff so i th- I think that's a solid couple of setup guys which what you'll notice is the their their lack from the left side and then they'll finish off with with brandon berger drew smith and john curtis now i believe drew smith is going to be a guy that they're 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 high on, but he'll probably start off the seventh inning, right? And when you look at some what they have in the bullpen, I was looking at the the New York Mets entire roster right now. What they have in the bullpen: Joey Lucchesi, David Peterson. If Peterson doesn't end up in the in the rotation, he's probably going to be someone that they're going to lean on in the bullpen. Thing about Peterson is they always like to try to keep him stretched out a little bit so he can make spot starts. So I don't know if they're willing to put him in in the back end until later in the season. So so he he might be a a, a two three inning guy at a time, and he had a pretty good outing yesterday. But but you look at the rest of their bullpen: Brooks Raley trying to make the team, Nick Zwack. I mean, this team is is light on the left handed side of the field. On the left side and left hand side of the bullpen, excuse me. So I definitely rank the, the Braves bullpen top to bottom, not necessarily the closer, but the Braves bullpen top to bottom is it's stronger than the Mets. You look at the Phillies, and they went out and got Kimbrell, and Kimbrell is being expected to be the closer. But I don't know. I don't know if he would be my closer. 
because he has not he has not done closer type things the last several years. Right now, he's being projected as the closer, but to me, for what I saw last year in the postseason, Dominguez should be the closer. If Kimbrell's not the closer, the problem is he doesn't fare very well as a setup guy. There's just something in between his ears that does not let him be a good setup man. They tried him in Chicago. They they He fell off the rails in Los Angeles. They gave him a one-year, $10 million prove-it deal this year. I really feel like that it was a stretch by Philly, so I, I'm, I'm not big on that. Dominguez is good. Alvarado is good. They did bring in Gregory Soto. So, so they've got some back-end pieces that if they play to their top ability, you could be talking about a solid bullpen. And then, of course, you could always add pieces come the deadline. But right now, if they're not going to put Dominguez in to close and they're expecting Kimber to close, it, to, to me, it's a wait and see. So I've got to put Philly's bullpen third in the And I, you know what? There, there's a part of me that says the Marlins bullpen could be better. It really hinges on can Kimbrell close. Because if Kimbrell can't close, I have no faith in him in any other role. So there you have it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, college basketball tournaments, the jockey's been in the news. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country in Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Let's go. You're a cop, huh? No, what I am, Sonny, is about 50 pounds heavier and one hell of a lot meaner, so you better straighten up your act. I don't think I like you. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Wendy's only makes one kind of breakfast. Your new favorite one. How do we do it? With fresh cracked eggs, oven baked bacon, and flaky croissants. You know, the things your old breakfast wasn't doing. So toss that old news and its soggy eggs somewhere useful. And get to Wendy's. A sausage egg and Swiss croissant, bacon egg and Swiss croissant, and honey butter chicken biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. The price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee 
and the Armchair Quarterbacks weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key at youtube.com at Braves Country. Yeah, the Armchair Quarterback, he's kind of fun and he's kind of fat. The All-American Welcome man. back here on the Braves Country. Take you all the way to the 5 o'clock hour with Brian Snow show will come your way. And I stopped by Brian's uh, show today. I think I'm due on there about 5.15-ish, so somewhere in that neighborhood. But uh, it, it actually might have, I have to double check with him. Might, might be getting bumped to, to the very beginning of the show. So wild day here on Tuesdays. Uh, and, the, and then, of course, here in a few weeks, we're going to be doing baseball games and uh, on, on Tuesday nights. And so it will be 24-7. I start my AM job. I usually get up around 6. And Tuesdays, that, that's going to be a long one. That is going to be a long one. Real quick on the scoreboard update as the Atlanta Braves are trailing Minnesota nine to seven. That game is in the top of the eighth. I'll, I'll get to the stats here in one second. Dude, want to hit some other scores real quick. Razor dumping the Yankees 12, nothing. That game is in the bottom of the eighth. Obviously this is all spring training scores. You've got Cardinals five, three over the Nats in the eighth. Brewers and Cubs just got going. They're scoreless. Red Sox Marlins tonight. That game is at 640. So you do get an evening game. You don't get a lot of them during spring training, but you do get an evening game. Next Tuesday, Braves Red Sox right here. 605 first pitch. We'll we'll start the broadcast a little before six, but uh looking forward to that. And I think the pregame shows will, will typically be about 15 minutes before the first pitch. So if you, if you want to catch the, the pregame show, Braves Country HD. Did you see this news? Galvin Lux. Gavin Lux, excuse me. Torn ACL out for the season for the Dodgers. That's a big deal. And look, I know that they went and they got Rojas from the Marlins, which is a I think that's one of the under the most under the radar, solid, sharp trades made of the off season. We know that the Braves made a really good deal to go get Sean Murphy, right? We're expecting big things, but Miguel Rojas is a solid shortstop and man, is that trade even bigger right now? And I saw a, an article right before I jumped on here, pretty Pretty solid rumor or a rumor starter, a good idea. You know, the Yankees have been trying to dump IKF for a minute and they might find a suitor in the Dodgers. So we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. Rest of spring training scores real quick. Pirates 7-4 over the O's. That game is in the eighth. Phillies 7-2, top of nine. And... Tigers and Blue Jays. The Blue Jays lead at 6-4. That's in the eighth. Astros, 5-3 over the Mets in the seventh. Angels and A's, scoreless. They just got going. So did the Reds and Dodgers. They're scoreless. 
Rangers jumped out to a one nothing lead in the first. Guardians two nothing over the Royals, and Padres four nothing. That game is in the second. A couple other games. Guardians one nothing over Mariners in the first, and the Diamondbacks have an early one nothing lead over the White Sox. As far as the Braves, what have they done today? Who has played? I did see Vaughn Grissom got a double. I wanted to check some some of the the stats here. So, looks like, and it was a road game, so we didn't get a lot of the starters playing. Looked like it. So, I'm thinking most of the starters didn't travel because Pilar got the start in center field. How about Pilar today? Two for three. He's batting 333 for the spring, slugging 833. And remember something else. He had that stolen base, and that is key. We we didn't do the depth of the of the of the uh, of the bench yet, and I I might do that this Friday. But Kevin Pilar to me has a very good chance of making this team. Vaughn Grissom did get the start. He was three for three. How about that, Vaughn? Two RBIs. Shoemaker's come in for him. See if they any of them went deep. Pilar went deep today. How about that? He's got three RBI on, on the spring. Grissom has uh, two RBIs to, today, three in the spring. And Hilliard, Sam Hilliard, one of the guys that came over in the offseason, he's one for four and looks like it was a single, has struck out twice. I I don't have the – one of the great things about a lot of these guys that the Braves did sign, both in, in the – in the arms race and with the bats, they have a bunch of guys that are on this roster that have a lot. And I mean a lot of moves left, meaning you can send them down to the minors to start the season and you don't have to DFA them, which is huge. I thought Anthopolis did a great job of building that. Cause you know, there's a reason why it's, it's a 26 man roster. But there's the 40-man roster in Major League Baseball because it takes 40 to 45 guys at least to be able to compete for a division every year. That's bare minimum. There, there have been years, and I'm talking about even years when the Braves have, have, have played well, where you've needed 50, 60 guys. Atlanta is going to go into this year with, with the two or excuse me, the four guys in the front of the rotation cemented in, assuming no injuries, of Freed, Strider, Wright, and Morton. And then the number five guys up, up for grabs, with Soroka having his setback, more likely will start off with Elder or maybe Anderson. But with all that being said, there's a very good chance. So I just named seven starting pitchers. You typically need 10 or 11 to get through a season, and that's in a good year. That's a year when you're not decimated by injuries. I think you got to be 15 deep nowadays because the way these guys throw and the way that they get injured and with the money that's involved with their arms and they're overly cautious, you've got to have at least a dozen to 15 guys on your in your organization that you feel good about taking the mound 
any given day. Now, some of that can be spelled with like a Jesse Chavez type opening type deal. If, if someone needs a day off or whatever, which I, I, I love those in the middle of the season when it's not a crucial game, it's not a divisional game. I love when, when I get to see like a Jesse Chavez or Colby Allard will, will, will probably get some opportunities to go out there and pitch a few innings and you just kind of spell it out, especially if you're about to have a day off and it re-energizes your entire pen. It gives all your starters one, one extra day off. In a perfect world, if I'm building the roster, I would love to have a six-man rotation with two, maybe three long guys, long relief guys that, that, that I can lean on, and then, of course, just a killer back of the bullpen. But that's usually impossible to piece together. Because a six-man rotation to me nowadays is why we're eventually going to see the roster expand one more arm. Because I think you're going to get more and more guys where they'll be pitching like once a week. Because when you invest all this money, you're talking about the difference between a guy going out and pitching 26 times in a year or... 32 and though yeah that can make a big difference to a degree it's safer to not do that it's safer to go you know what we're gonna let you pitch once a week you'll you'll be in your routine and let's go if you're just joining us patrick kane chicago blackhawks traded to the new york rangers Rangers are going for it. No, we don't talk a lot of hockey here, but I do love Stanley Cup playoffs, and I am looking forward to it. We will be talking a lot of Stanley Cup playoffs when, when it arrives. We just don't talk a lot of regular season NHL or regular season NBA for that matter, just because there's so many games and they're just kind of, to me, it kind of blends together. But we're we're getting towards the end of the season now, and now it's going to start getting fun. And we do have a couple of guys that are big-time hockey guys that, that will be coming on. Uh, we, we, we do look forward to that. Um, by the way, the Braves are still trailing. Score is 9-7. to seventh. They are heading to the bottom of the eighth. If you missed it yesterday, the Braves got the first W of the spring training. And... And no one really cares about your your record, but you do like to win close to half of them. No one wants to come out of spring training with like five wins and twenty three losses. Goes, it's just a, it's just practice. You're like, yeah, but you're not practicing very well. What the hell? I mean, look, I get that most of these guys that that are getting clobbered on the mound are not going to be with the team, but it just it feels better when you come out of spring training. And you either have a winning record or just below it. As long as we're not like five and twenty-three, whatever, something, you know, something like that. I, I, I feel okay. When when you start, you never see a team who's absolutely just pitiful in spring training. Just turn that switch on and let's go. Braves are 
our next broadcast here will be next Tuesday night, 605 Eastern against the, the Red Sox looking forward to that. And all the, all the nuances that are now going on with the pitch clock. I think people are starting to get used to it already. I still, I still say, I don't think I, I, I saw a tweet that I liked, but the tweet was saying, essentially move it to 20 to 25 seconds. I don't think it needs to go to 25 to me. 20 is the sweet spot because when there's a runner on base, there feels like an, a normal flow or maybe a really weird number. Maybe 18 is it. I don't know. Cause if you get 18 seconds and you got to be ready by eight, then what we're talking about is a batter has 10 seconds to get his head out of his head out of his rear and let's go. Right. Someone sent me a pretty funny uh, tweet. It was a side by side and it was the guy I was talking about yesterday. Baez, the pitch for the Dodgers. And how long he took in between pitches and then would walk around the mound and play with the rosin bag, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, what, what the tweet was showing, it was Padres, maybe Dodgers. I don't really remember who, who, who the Padres are playing, but not really important to the story. They were showing one inning of spring training with the Padres at bat versus a Dodger game. Recently, it's been in the last few years. I don't know what year that they were showing it, but a Dodger game before the pitch clock with Baez on the mound. And that inning took the same amount of time as one at bat. And that was this nonsense that they had to get rid of. And I hate that we had to get, get to a, get to a, a point where we had to use a clock, but simple fact of the matter is if the kids don't behave, you have to put things in place to make them behave. And that's essentially what major league baseball is doing. They're saying, look, we're losing viewership because of an absolute joke of what things like Pedro Baez would do. Even like the shimmy last, last year with, with Kenley Jansen, his, his, to me, his didn't slow the game down that much, but still all that stuff feeds into it college basketball the tournaments got going we will talk about that here in a second and when we come back speaking of college basketball the guru as he called himself who now has a losing record since becoming a a public superstar in college basketball and remember the same guy that laughed about, oh, 58%. He came on this show and he laughed about 58%. Oh, if I was 58%, I, I would quit gambling. If you were 58%, you might be able to retire because, my God, you're getting killed. He lost another one last night. Came out this morning and said he was done making picks. That got back to the show in New York. And we'll be back in a flash, and I got the clip, and you don't want to miss this. It is flat-out hilarious. We back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. 
They're heading. They're in the bottom of the eighth, two outs. Braves trail Minnesota nine to seven in spring trading. Keep it locked in here on the key. Hey, check it out. A snow cone machine. A snow cone machine? Uh, you're saying it wrong. It's a snow cone machine. Wendy's only makes one kind of breakfast, your new favorite one. How do we do it? With fresh cracked eggs, oven-baked bacon, and flaky croissants. You know, the things your old breakfast wasn't doing. So toss that old news and its soggy eggs somewhere useful. And get to Wendy's. A sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant, bacon, egg, and Swiss croissant, and honey butter chicken biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. Hey, sports fans. The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE the key 99.1 FM and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves country. Choose a yogurt. That's right for you with two grams of sugar per 5.3 ounce serving. Too good. Greek yogurt is too good to be true. So delicious dairy-free yogurt and silk yogurt alternatives are delicious plant-based swaps you can enjoy by the spoon or add to recipes. Oikos Triple Zero Yogurt and Light and Fit Yogurt are tasty, non-fat yogurt options. So many flavors, varieties, and possibilities. Elevate any recipe and your everyday with yogurt. You're listening to WQEE in Noonan, Georgia. Home of You're listening to Braves Country HD with Mac McGee the armchair quarterbacks on Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Braves Country Radio. Everybody was asking for your pick all afternoon long. And you said, I have to go on Braves Country Radio first to give my pick and then I will tweet it out. Okay, so what is what is yeah, what is this what is this Braves radio? I mean, I They gave me an interview about gambling for 15 20 minutes. Armchair. All right, welcome back. Race starter Tyler Glass now out 6 to 8 weeks already. Man, that guy can't stay healthy. Dodgers, Glavin, Gavin Lux. It's like I've done that. Gavin Lux out for the season to one ACL. Those are the big stories right now in baseball. All right. That clip that we just played, that was, for, for those who have listened to the show for a while, pretty familiar with that. Our show went viral a little bit up in, up in the Big Apple because Eddie the jockey came onto our show. Boomer and Geo got wind of it, and I think there was a little bit of, hey, you're our guy kind of thing. What are you doing on going on somebody else's show? And all we did was interview him about picks. That was it. Because we talk a lot of sports gambling here, and that was the reason why we had him on, and we thought we'd found you know, some kind of, uh, I don't know, unicorn or something, some random guy who, who was just unbelievable with picks. And he was picking one game a, a 
a day and said he was on 11 game win streak. You went back and looked at the, at the, uh, at the, at his tweets and assuming that that was, that they were being tweeted in earnest. I don't know. I didn't go back and check the time of every game, but I'm going to assume no one went to that much trouble. And so he was on an 11 game heater. And even though he had had some ups and downs earlier in the season, he, he would, uh, he'd, he'd done very well. And we were talking about percentages and whatnot. I mentioned to him, Hey, um, you know, 58% is considered, I don't remember how we brought it up, but 58% in the gambling community long-term is considered elite. Anytime you see these guys who are selling their information on books, they're, they're always trying to prove that fit, that they're somewhere near that mark. 53%. You can, you can essentially make money depending on the juice. 55% is considered solid. Very good. Anything below 53, obviously you're losing money because of the juice. And then anything above 58 is just phenomenal. And I don't know how we've done it, but for eight years in a row, we just finished our eighth season doing that. Uh, we have finished above 60%. So we're very proud of that mark and, and we hold each other accountable. And look, we've had some, we've had some streaks where, man, we, we can't buy one, we're like, holy cow, what's going on. And it, to me, it's more impressive because we have a collection, as I say, the deepest bench in sports. So we have a collection of guys who are making these picks and somehow we're, we're piecing it together. So anyways, he, he, he leaves the show and he, and it's one point he's tweeting uh, about a week or so later, and he's talking smack and saying, Hey, Hey, Braves country says 58% is good. If 58, if I was 58%, I would quit gambling since then someone started paying attention to his picks since then he is below 50%, well below I think five or six units below 50%. So once again, last night he lost again and he came out and said that he was quitting, that he was done making picks. That started a firestorm on Boomer and Geo. And they wanted to know what's going on. And for, for those of y'all who don't know what I'm referring to, they started a GoFundMe page to help his help him get his teeth fixed. So this guy's acting like he's a high roller but he's got huge dental problems and anyone who's got that much money, you'd think that would be one of the first things that they would take care of. Right. And he's living in squalor. There's, there's, there's been so much of this drama that we've all paid attention to. It's almost like a car wreck. You just can't stop not looking at it. And he got kicked out of his house recently and he's living in someone's basement, the whole nine yards. And what they were upset with is because the, the, the couple of people that helped him set up a GoFundMe page to help get his teeth fixed. Cause the listeners up there were, were donating. And I know that some of our listeners did as well, because I got the, I got the inboxes them telling me, but what they did was the, they set up this GoFundMe page and I think it, the goal was 25 K and they're up around 16 and a half K 
And I guess he's berating the two people that's been helping him. It's a married couple that actually drove to Baltimore. I don't know where these people live, but it's not Baltimore. They drove to Baltimore, took this guy to uh, uh, the dentist for his preliminary deal. And I guess he, now I'm not 100% sure because I, I came home and was getting all kinds of blowups saying, hey, you got to watch the replay of Boomer Gia, da 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 da. So I raced in here, watched it, and I've got a clip to play. But essentially, what happened was they went in and said they've had enough of it because he he was berating the two people that set up the 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 GoFundMe account and giving their their money or. He was wanting to get the money. I guess he was somewhat, I don't know. I mean, he's bullying him to some degree and raising Kane with them because he wanted access to the money that people had donated for the dentist. Cause he thought he was going to get it <laughs> to go to go bet on, on uh basketball or whatever he wanted to do with it in the midst of all this. He's out on Twitter the last couple of days and he's telling people to help him find some two ex girlfriends that were like strippers or something in the eighties, all this nonsense. He's willing to pay for the information to know where they are. So all this, so I, I say all this to lead up to this clip because it is funny. It's a little bit of a clip. It's like three or four minutes, but I'm telling you it's worth it. Is Boomer and Geo reacting to this character? And basically telling him, Boomer size and tell him it's over. I've been this annoyed, blowing this whole thing up. Yep. And he's on the line if you'd like to tell him this to his face. Hey, Eddie. Eddie. Yes, sir. I am so ticked off at you right now. I don't even want to talk to you. Why? I put a pick up. Hey. What? Turn your music down. I'm so sick and tired of your crap over the last couple of weeks and the way that you're treating Danielle and Travis. Eddie? Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, you are, Eddie. You are. You don't send them DMs like you're sending them, and you don't ask them to do things for you. You just met them, and they're trying to go out of their way to get you new freaking teeth, and you're acting like an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, that ain't good enough, Eddie. I'm sorry. It's not All good right. enough. Well, they cut the show off on me yesterday. I can't watch it. And I paid him a year's worth. Right, Eddie, Eddie, you know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about all your it. idiotic problems. You know, you you have actually had people that have gone out of their way to help you fix a problem that you said that you had. And then now you've manifested it into like 17 other problems. And you're putting a lot of people out. Do you understand that? Yes. So why do you think that Danielle and Travis owe you money or are should be responsible for getting you out of your basement apartment. What, why is that something that's in your head? I don't know. I just think it is. But, but why though? I mean, you're, you're, you're bugging them and torturing them over something that isn't their responsibility. Well, they said the pharmacist was nice and he never gave me my medicine for 51 hours. And I tried to pay him cash. All right. Well, listen, Eddie, uh, I'm telling them to hit the return button on the, the GoFundMe page. This is over. Okay. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, you've created too much of a, a firestorm and some of your tweets are just deplorable. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no more torturing Danielle and Travis, 
You know, you, you're probably going to be mad at them and they're going to send a bunch of nasty things to them. Don't do that. All right. This is this is our decision. But you had this opportunity. We tried our best. People went out of their way in their free time to help you out. And all you've done is just you've, you've been ungrateful. Uh, you have you've turned the lives of these two innocent listeners into hell that have tried to help you out. And it's just it just has not gone the way that we've wanted it to go. And and we really feel like we gave you an opportunity to do the right thing. And you've done all the wrong things. OK. All right. So that's it. Boomer, should we talk to Danielle about this first? No. no. As far as I'm concerned, well, I'm, she, I, I just say I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. done. Well, I can't watch the show because those morons cut it off on me, and I paid them to put it on. But you're not. Can you promise me one thing, Eddie? When that GoFundMe page disappears, do not contact Travis and Danielle any longer. Do not okay. leave. Leave so they don't them. Contact me either. I'll, yeah, leave I'll them alone. Them the yeah, le- leave them alone. All right. All right. I'll just ask them all for the uh, thing. I'll push uh, block. I've not seen him this annoyed since the Ranger playoff loss and Gerard Gallant sounded like Elmer Fudd afterwards. Um, these people that are questioning your relationships with strippers in the past that are offering money to you to produce them, is this a thing? Yeah, they'll, they'll come forward. I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, but who is offering you money to dig I'm up your old them, girlfriends? I'm offering them money. You're off. Why? Because I have money. Yeah, I know, but why are you offering them money? Who are you trying to prove something to? The world. The world? But who cares if someone doesn't believe you? So you got to produce these Dawn and Donna, and you got to produce these women to prove that to who? And you're going to waste your money on that? Most of them are alive, I think. Maybe one or two might be dead. I mean, but, but Eddie, you're like, you're living in squalor in a basement. You don't have any money for anything. You've got food stamps, and you're willing to pay to get your ex-girlfriends out of hiding to prove to people on Twitter that they exist? Well, I have money from uh, Eddie. Yeah, I, I haven't cashed the check yet. Okay, but why would you use it on that is the point. Well, maybe I might get lucky. Oh, boy. All right, Eddie. Any last words, Boomer? Anything? No? All right. And there he goes. And ladies and gentlemen, just like that, the saga of Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, is over. Enough already. Mm. <laughs> so that was it. I know it was a long clip, but it was too funny not to play. I even had to edit it down. It was much longer than that. I, I don't know if I missed some of the things leading up, but he's got so he's trying to get a hold of these these strippers. Just the whole thing is just a nightmare. And somehow Boomer and Geo got involved in this guy's life. And of course, I've been watching it from afar because he was on the show and <laughs> was talked so much smack. And the people that have come at him on Twitter, I mean, they've just been utterly ruthless. You know, saying the obvious things of you got too big for your britches and you screwed up a good thing. And he did. I mean, look, all these people stepped up to donate thousands and thousands of dollars to help him because he was making them money off of bets. Now, what I saw in the early going was that when it first was created, the GoFundMe, they made a lot of money fast or they, 
a lot of money was raised fast. Excuse me. 13, 14,000 within the first couple of days. And then when I would check in after that, it was very, it was trickling. The reason I was trickling, he, he wasn't hitting his bets. So I'm not necessarily of the belief that these were just a bunch of good people that, you know, really wanted to help someone out. They quit donating when they found out that he wasn't as good at making college basketball bets as he had claimed to be. That's really what it came down to. They didn't care about sharing some of their winnings, but once it got to the point of he's not winning anymore or he, he doesn't have a winning record, because, yeah, he was still hitting some, but they weren't donating the winnings at that point. They were ticked off, and they quit. And I saw so many people. So he's got all these followers, but you're going to see him. a lot of these followers uh, kick him off now because, first of all, he just goes bananas on Twitter. He does things like he'll read a DM and then he will make comments towards that DM, but he'll do it publicly on Twitter. So you don't, you don't know what he's talking about. And they're, and they're half the things in capital letters. They're all run on sentences. I'm talking, we're, we're talking about this guy cannot put two sentences together. He doesn't understand apostrophes. He doesn't understand periods, nothing. And I know, most of us are not perfect when it comes to that, especially when it comes to social media tests. But you could usually figure out what someone's trying to say when they say it. When you read his text, they are just the most bananas things ever. I would share some of them, but some of them, I just don't think they make any sense. And also, he he, he can get kind of vulgar too. So so that's the other thing. And he he's <laughs> he's living in the past. He, he, he was a mildly successful jockey in the 1980s. And I guess at that point was living with strippers or whatever he's trying to brag about. I don't, I, I mean, that's a weird brag, but especially considering the fact that I figure the places that he probably found these, they're probably not the high end best case scenario. I think he, he was like the, it was, it was like the breakfast bar strippers, right? You know, we've all been there, right? We go, Oh my word. What did I stumble into? And he's now he's trying to locate them 40 years. And he's talked about them having drug problems. What is a 40 year old or, or at this point, 60 to 70 something year old stripper with drug problems going to look like he's talking about getting, getting lucky. I'm going to tell you right now, that is the epitome of unlucky. That ain't lucky, buddy. That is unlucky. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Joey's going to join us. I had him tune in so he could react to this because he's been following this saga to a degree as well. So we'll be back in a flash here on Brace Country, Brace Country HD. I'm going to try to get it together during the break. Keep it locked in here on the key and Brace Country HD wherever you stream. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. The Tuesday night TNT doubleheader starts off with Lakers at Grizzlies. That game can be seen at 7.30 Eastern. The second part of the double dip 
Timberwolves are at the Clippers. Other games of interest in the association. Hawks at home versus the Wizards. That's at 7.30 Eastern in State Farm Arena. Bucks are at the Nets. Bulls at Raptors. The Kings travel to the Thunder at 8 Eastern, while the Trailblazers are in Golden State at 10. Men's college basketball tonight, 6.30 Eastern on FS1. Marquette travels to Butler. While at 7.30 Eastern, you have Clemson traveling to Virginia on the ACC Network. I was at Indiana on the Deuce. And the Patriot League tournament begins. Bucknell at American University on the Plus. Holy Cross at Loyola, Maryland. Both games tip at 7. The Horizon League, IUPUI at Robert Morris. Green Bay at Wright State, while Purdue-Fort Wayne travels to Detroit Mercy. On ESPN tonight, NC State is at Duke. Georgia Tech travels to Syracuse. That can be seen on the plus. It's not quite the world's greatest outdoor cocktail party, but the Florida Gators and Georgia Bulldogs will hunker down in Athens, 7 o'clock Eastern on the SEC Network. Great A-10 matchup on CBS Sports Network, 7 Eastern, St. Louis, travels to VCU. On 8.30, Villanova's at Seton Hall on FS1. 9 Eastern, ESPN, Texas Tech at the Kansas Jayhawk. Rock Chalk right now sitting on the one-seed line. And on the deuce at 9, the Tennessee Volunteers host the Arkansas Razorbacks. CBS Sports Network has San Diego State at Boise State, battle of the top two teams in the Mountain West. And a couple of late tilts, Fresno State at New Mexico on FS1, 1030 Eastern. 11 Eastern, CBS Sports Network, Colorado State at San Jose State. Major League Baseball spring training today. Matchups of interest. Braves are at the Twins in Fort Myers. Yankees at the Rays. Cards at Nats. And Cubs at Brewers. With the Blue Jays traveling to the Phillies, Astros and Mets squaring off in Port St. Lucie. And the Padres battle the Giants in Scottsdale. The Atlanta Falcons have released quarterback Marcus Mariota. Getting Mariota off the team will save Atlanta $12 million against the cap this season. Carolina Panthers will meet with free agent quarterback Derek Carr this week at the NFL Scouting Combine. Carr, who is expected to arrive Tuesday in Indy, also has visited the Saints and Jets this offseason. The four-time Pro Bowler will meet again in Indy with representatives of both the Saints and Jets. Los Angeles Dodgers shortstop infielder Gavin Lux will miss the 2023 season with a torn ACL in his right knee. Veteran Miguel Rojas is expected to handle the bulk of the playing time at shortstop, but now we'll have to pivot with Chris Taylor as the most likely number two on the days off. Lux was carted off the field Monday after suffering the injury while running the bases from second to third during L.A.'s spring training game against the San Diego Padres. Chicago Cubs right fielder Seiya Suzuki, who is dealing with the left oblique tightness, withdrew from Japan's roster for the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic opens a week from tomorrow, March 8th, and ends on March 21st. Japan opens March 9th in the Tokyo Dome against China. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country.
Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe. Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Oh, let's not go to the World Series without Stillwell's toys. Can you send my baseball? Sure. There. Wow. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Wow. That's good advice. Let's go. Hour number two, baby. Let's go. And Joey's here. So I take it that you uh, heard that uh, that clip from this morning. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I expect nothing less. It lived up to everything I wanted. Dude, I was furiously trying to edit that before the show. I was like trying to beat the clock. That was great to even get it in. I appreciate it. When I that. rushed home from work in the, in the afternoon, I I want I myself just enough time to let the girls out, our, our dogs, to come in here and do the sports flash. And of course, you got to gather information to get do the sports flash. I, I don't like pre. I know some shows will do that kind of stuff like the day before. I'm like, well, it, it, no, because you know something always breaks, and Correct. you know, like the Mariota thing, right? And so I'm coming and I'm, I'm getting like all kinds of alerts that basically the jockey's gone off his meds <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? So I had, I had to find it on the show today on, on, on their New York show. I sat there and watched it. I mean, I was just mesmerized by it. The only thing I'll say is this. It's a little disingenuous that all those people made all that money off of him. They were donating to help him get his teeth right i feel like cooler heads could have prevailed and they still could have gotten to they could have got something fixed for him right as opposed to just shutting the whole thing down returning everybody's money because what about all these people that made the money and now you know they're you know they're coming at them like a pack of wolves on twitter right um and by the what so i think one of the things i left out was after he said that he wasn't going to make a pick and they started berating him on the show. I think he thought that's why he was getting yelled at was because he wasn't making a pick. So when he first comes on, on the, the show this morning, if you notice the first thing he says is he says, I made a pick. Cause like, he thinks that's, that's how this is going to work. 
Whoever's on making picks, you're losing. You're terrible at making these picks. I don't. What do I care if you make these picks? I told y'all last night in a text between you and Tones. I said if I would have known that you picked the same pick as Eddie the Jockey, I would have not because I ended up backing Tones' pick. Now it wouldn't matter because it was a. I did a wild uh, parlay. And I backed it, you know, back Tones' pick from yesterday, and it and it happened to be the jockey's pick. I was like, I don't, I try to steer clear of the jockey's pick. I don't necessarily pick against him, but I, don't, I haven't taken his advice in weeks because he's terrible. It's awful. I've had I have had days where I've had very profitable days, and the one mark on my record has been his pick. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, why in the world? Why do I carry? Like, why? Like, what is going on? So, anyways, uh, his, his tweets, though, I mean, it, for those of you who haven't been on his Twitter, oh, I don't even, it's just. And he's doomed the local team here because he, he picked Kennesaw State tonight. And I'm ticked off about that because I already made my Kennesaw State bet early this morning. <laughs> oh I'm like, my God, it's, it's, it's just a wrap. I haven't double checked. My number is different from his number, and then maybe I maybe I will cover and he won't. <laughs> it's like, or get your money back. <laughs> but that, but the reason why he's he, he even made that pick is because he he's been jumping on Kennesaw State a lot this year. I noticed it a lot because you know, like the insane tweets that that he that he uh, tags us into. Oh my goodness! You know, I I never even talk about this on the show, y'all, but he will. People will put things up on Twitter and it'll say stuff like, who was your favorite baseball player growing up? And this happened recently. This is exactly what it was. Who was your favorite baseball player growing up? I didn't go all the way back to Dale Murphy. I just put, I I found a gif of uh, Chipper Jones and I just put it in, in the comments. Well, he follows our tweets and he gets diarrhea of the mouth and just starts flabbergasting about how the the Braves suck and you know this and that the Mets are gonna do this and that and blah 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 blah. He's not even a Mets fan, but he's but he's been writing Boomer and Geo's lap. He's been giving them a lap dance because they're trying to get because he he, he wants that sixteen thousand, right? Exactly. And he, he's up there giving them a lap dance. Oh Mets this Mets that like he hasn't Supposedly he, he's an Oriole fan. He hasn't made one comment about the Orioles, but he's always back in the Mets because he, he's trying to suck up to all the people in New York. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. And of course, I some of it I ignore, but some of it I just have fun with and go at him. You know, he, he'll say things like, you know, he, he and he'll just randomly tag me into one. It was during one of it was our show tweet giving people the link for the show and the next day or the day after he randomly puts in, I just put the Mets to win the division on the money line, blah, blah, blah. And all I just put back was like, sweet. The Braves are going to win the sixth division in a row. Now it's a lock. because <laughs> terrible at all his picks. There's no way he knows baseball. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, you're getting to someone like when you or I will, will give a, a gif and he'll just all caps us for a paragraph of, Oh, this is the worst. It's like, hey, buddy, we're just easy now, Tiger. But it's it's a wild run. Yeah, he's, what's funny is that not only will he do all caps a lot of times because I don't think he knows what he's doing, doing on the phone. I'm sure he's texting from a phone. 
But then other times, like it's just random capitals and then lower cases and then back to capitals. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't even know who he's referring to here. I think he's, I'm thinking this might have something to do with Boomer. Yeah, this must have something to do with Boomer. So he, I don't even know what he's talking about. When did Boomer get humiliated by Tampa? But um, unless he's talking about, uh, I know Boomer's a, a, a Rangers fan. They might be talking about that with, with the Lightning. But in real in Capitals, when was this? This was today, one fifteen. So several hours after he was on the show, live action. And he doesn't tag him in, but we but people kind of decipher who he's talking about. He's talking about Boomer. And in capitals, he goes, at least, and then uh, lowercase, I was, back to capital, never humiliated by anything from Tampa. And then, and of course, people, you know, you now he's got several thousand followers. So people are going, what are you doing? And, of course, the first guy chimes in and goes, why didn't you say to this to Boomer when you had him on the phone today? <laughs> Others, what does this even mean? And then, and then the famous... Uh, gif of uh homer simpson's dad old man yells at the cloud <laughs> anyway <laughs> funny stuff it's it's been a roller coaster of a ride i can tell you <laughs> i guess that's the end of it i mean unless something else crazier happens that's probably the last time we we bring him up much here on the show but it's been a great they said it was been about six weeks man it feels longer <laughs> that he's just been Sometimes you need one of those stories, you know? He tweets like 327 times in a given day, and very few of it is about basketball. It'll just be random, just nonsense about strippers in the 80s. And Oh, and the other funny thing was, I le- I think that's the part, favorite part of, uh, of the clip that I got, was I saw him tweet about it, so I already knew what he was referring to. Wherever he's staying at, he had paid ahead of time to have cable at his house or whatever. And whoever he is renting from decided to downgrade their package. And so they only now get like ESPN and ESPN plus they no longer get the CBS sports radio station or CBS sports network station on cable. And that's where boomer and geo come on. So when you hear him say, they canceled my subscription and I paid them for it and blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and, and you hear Boomer go, I'm so sick of hearing about your crap. That doesn't <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he got his couple moments of fame, but he gone. Yeah. They, yeah. He, he's going to have to get white hot in, in March madness to, to get for, for people to, to even. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to focus back on his betting, but I just, I, th- I think the thing is just, uh, it's, it's a car wreck. I can't help it, man. Like you can't not watch this. You're like, dude, it's, he's doing something stupid again. <laughs> Let's watch. It's a slow bleed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to have him back on. Bring him back no, because you know you know what he's gonna do. He's just gonna come now. He's gonna come on here and he's gonna talk his bets. But he's just gonna go in on the Mets, and we're just gonna have to destroy him with. We're just gonna have to destroy him with praise. <laughs> what you do <laughs> is you is you get him back on, and, and then you 
you, you lull them in and then you go, let's talk about 50% and how you see <laughs> last 50% win rate. Let's go back over your bets over the last several weeks. By the way, real quick, let's see, is that the ninth inning? Houston leads the Mets eight to four. The Braves did lose the spring train game to Minnesota 10 to seven. Um, we've got, all right. So sorry, that, that got me sidetracked. I, I know we got a whole thing we're supposed to talk about here today, man, but that got me sidetracked. That was too good. <laughs> it was too funny. If you uh, got it in, we had to talk about it. March Madness. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Cause you haven't been on since, um, spring training has started. Yep. That is correct. And I know that first of all, congratulations on your, uh, big, big bet that you, that your team got me there. Joey took Florida state on the money line to beat Miami. Now, when did you take that bet before the game started? Yeah. Before the game started, I didn't know if it was a live bet type thing. Cause I tried to get them when I saw them coming back and I was just going to, for fun, I was like, I throw five bucks on this. Miami seems like they're choking again. Let's just, let's throw five bucks on it. And they'd shut it down, man. They would not let any bets. I'm like, Oh, someone went all in or something, man. I, 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 someone uh, took that jockey money and threw it all in. <laughs> let's go. Um, <laughs> we're shutting down that GoFundMe. I'm getting my money back. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't in tough streaks, but the last week has been pretty nice. So let's hope it continues. Uh, Florida State really helped that out. But I was getting trashed on for that bet when I made. They're like, "You're betting a team that think they were nine and twenty or eight and twenty. Oh, yeah. What do you do? What do you do?" And I'm just like, you know what? I I got one of my buddies here. I do the show with how you all know, like Florida State. I need something good here. Let's get a little magic going, and boom, it happened. <laughs> That's incredible. Um. The spring training, the clock. I think everyone's been so fixated on the clock that that the shift in the bags hasn't even come up. And maybe that's why they snuck the bags in during the clock because they knew everyone would focus on the clock, right? Correct. What? What are your quick, I mean just knee jerk reactions to what you saw over the past several days. Well, I'll tell you what I first saw and that is Suzuki left the game for the Cubs and that has nothing to do with the rules, but that was not uh, a good start to spring training. He leaves the first, uh, first game and boom, here we go. So I don't know how long that injury injury. Yeah. He, he left the first game with an oblique. I, I don't think it's some pill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about something today. I saw where they're, where he, he's going to miss the classic because of it, which I'm fine with that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I know that we, you're coming to the rules and you know, with the clock and stuff, we talked about this last week. Look, there's going to be a good, a lot of problems at first. And to me, it's gonna. They want to make the game faster, but when you make something faster, as we talked about, you can make something more unsafe. So I think there's going to be a lot of banter by these uh, pitchers and coaches to begin this thing, and I'm interested to see if they have to ever change anything or it's just always going to be set in stone. I almost want to take the other side, play devil's advocate or whatever. Um, someone a lot smarter than me will come up with a much better term. But <laughs> what about maybe with them pitching so f- quickly and they're not having time to like, you know, gear up, right? Like 
I think of Araldus Chapman and some of these other guys where they where they would they they would dig their dig their spikes in the dirt and let it fly, right? They're having to be quicker. Could that possibly keep them less likely to get injured because it's just a fluid movement, which is really how it originally was supposed to be when baseball first started years and you know, 150 years ago, right? And even when it evolved a little bit, you know, 25 to 50 years into the game, you were still talking about a guy was catching it and he was slinging it. One of the most difficult pitchers, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. If you ever see the video of Walter Johnson, man, he would just rock and throw, rock and throw. And it hasn't been till the last 25, 30 years that you've seen these guys really because it's it's because they're being taught this, right? But they're leaning in and they're putting all their weight in and they're letting it fire. And is is that putting too much on their elbows? I it just I'm just taking I mean, the, the more the more you keep your body warm and you keep ready, you are keeping a little bit more loose. So I you know, to me, it is all person to person. But to look at the other side of things, I don't think you bring up a bad point at all. Correct. Thank <laughs> my guy. I like that. There we yeah. go. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna uh, change. <laughs> all right. So the bases. I don't think anyone's paid attention to the bases yet. I don't think that's going to get until we get in deep into the playoffs, or, or I'm sorry, deep into the season, and you start seeing someone with like 38 stolen bases in the first 50 games. Everyone's going, whoa, 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 whoa! I think we made a big mistake. And the ship. What I immediately saw the first game that we did the broadcast Saturday for the very, I guess it was the first inning. Yeah, first inning, bottom of the first. And Matt Olson, first at bat, rips one between first and second into right field for a single. It was a worm burner. Last year, the third baseman would have been playing shallow right, and Olson would have been out by a mile and a half. So I feel like that already I, I've seen the shift, the banning of the shift, be a good thing because it may sound stupid because it's just one little single in spring training, but what it's going to lead to is more offense. And you take a guy like Matt Olson out of it. What about when a guy like Michael Harris gets on because, because of a worm burner and then, and then you've got the expanded bases and he can go at any time. That to me makes it more exciting. I still don't like the base thing. Everything else I can live with. I don't like them changing the dimensions of the game that has been the same for 150 plus years. That's the only thing I can say about it. I mean, yeah, anything to me, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, creating more people on base, more runs. So I, I like that uh, start to it for at least now. To me, it is the equivalent of making – the end zone 12 yards instead of 10 making the free throw stripe 13, 14 feet instead of the traditional 15. That's, that's what I don't like. I don't like changing the dimensions of a game that has always been perfect the way it was the pitch clock. I'm okay with, I still think it's a little quick. Give me 20, not the 15. All right. We're going to take a real quick break. When we come back college basketball, 
And there are a lot of tournaments kicking. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. We'll get you updated on some baseball that is live right now. Been all over the world. Beat them all. And it's hard to believe, isn't it? Really hard to believe that so much man could be wrapped in such a good-looking package. Hey, sports fans. The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Hey, y'all, I'm Mac McGee, and you don't want to miss as we covered the entire NFL on Armchair Quarterback Radio. 12-0 Chicago Bears. If they could go all the way, they would be 19-0. The last undefeated team in pro football history, these Miami Dolphins. 72-14-0. Regular season, after the Super Bowl, they were 17-0. For third down and six. Cooper, Moore, and Clayton. Down the way. Into the arms of Clayton. Oh, and are things going right for the Dolphins tonight? 42-yard touchdown, batted into the air at the line of scrimmage. This is vintage Monday Night Football. Final seconds ticking off. Bears will not go undefeated. What a victory for the Dolphins. And Dan Marino reigns supreme once again. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. As NFL Combine started today, could you be more bored by that? <laughs> Even for a guy who needs a QB, um, I just want to get to free agency in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I I have no desire to watch the annual lingerie contest in uh, in Indianapolis, where they all run around in in their underwear. Um, that, that that tells me nothing, absolutely nothing. And there's always one freak that comes out of there, and he'll get overdrafted, and then Trey Lance, and then and then they'll wonder like why was he a bust, Trey Lance, and then they'll say, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have, maybe we should have paid attention to his actual college football career, Trey Lance, and you know, you know that there's going to be another one, Anthony Richardson, because uh, it's coming. He's going to get someone's going to get drafted in the top ten that shouldn't be Anthony Richardson, and he's going to get drafted high, and everyone's going to go, "This is the guy." And then Anthony Richardson, he, you know, this one guy that will meet, re, rename nameless Anthony Richardson will end up being a total bust. Yeah, when I see him to the Colts, I uh, have to cringe a little bit sometimes. I, I love when I see the Stroud or the, you know, we trade up and get Bryce Young. But when I see Levis, I'm unsure on him. But when I see Richardson, I, I cringe. I mean, not that high. That's why it's not saying that. Why draft a guy that high who didn't have a very good college career? I could say the same thing about Will Levis, too. Exactly. You can. There's only two quarterbacks in my mind that should be drafted in the top 10 in this draft. And I'm not positive about Bryce Young. 
I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's been a very good passer. But his size concerns me on the NFL level. Stroud is the only guy that I say that is a slam dunk. I'm going to give him a try. And I think it's one of the reasons why the Bears are saying, you know what, we're going to take our chances with, with Justin Fields. It doesn't look like that they're going to trade him. No, it does not. And uh, Chicago fans definitely are liking trying to maximize on the first pick here locally. But getting back to your point on Stroud real quick, I mean, I know it's a short sample size and it's only one game, but if you just watch the tape against Georgia and you look at his measurables, to me that is the most complete player right there in terms of height, athleticism, arm strength. And then he did it against Georgia. I mean, what else do you want from a guy? It's not like it's not like that was some random game that he CJ Stratt has had a very good college career. So for people to question him, that 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 to me was just the it was the exclamation the point. cherry on top, right? And they sh- and look, let's be honest, they look like the better team, and they look like the better team that day because of Stroud. Now they blew it at the end. It is what it is, but they look like the better team. And it was only because of Stroud, because the last time we had seen them play, they had gotten pummeled. Their, their defense had gotten out muscled by Michigan. So with that, with the combine this week, the only thing I'm excited about that for is for it to be over. Because once it's over, we're going to be just days away from free agency. And then that's, when things happen, right? Right. And like, look at also, you have a guy like Derek Carr who's going down to Indy to take multiple visits. So you're getting a lot of this pre homework talk out of the way. Next week, we should really start to see, you know, I'm not saying we'll see all the trades and it's free agency hasn't just started at the beginning of March, but you're going to start to see some things play out after this week concludes. Patrick Kane traded to the Rangers, New York Rangers today. Uh, Sad news for us fans. What's that? Sad news for us here in Chicago. I mean, we knew it's not. It's not like we uh, are doing any good, or but we wanted kind of Patrick Kane to be a lifer. We're happy to send him off to a good team, but it's crazy. His era started in 2008. I can remember it like it was last week, and to see it finally come to an end, three championships. Thank you for everything you did, Patrick Kane. Yeah, I was a little surprised by it, just because you know, my fandom is very, very shallow when it comes to the NHL until we get to the playoffs. And then I start paying attention. And I just, I didn't expect that name to be, especially the Rangers. I was like, what, you know, cause it's, it's you know, the Blackhawks and the Rangers. Those are what they call them. The original six, right? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, uh, not that their rivals say, but it's a salt. In the it wound feels like a right. You know, to me, it just it's feels a, like, because they're the original six, they're one of them. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, I mean, it's not like they traded him to St. Louis, but it's just, it feels, feels weird. It feels dirty. I would have liked to have seen him go elsewhere. I don't know where I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the hunt per se, but it would have felt better if he would have went to, I don't know, out into Colorado or something. I don't know. Um, the college basketball tournaments are, in full force last night, give folks a heads up on what happened last night. So Queens university beat uh, Florida Gulf coast Cha-ching! and Bellarmine beat North Florida. Wah, wah, wah. Um, 
that started off the ace yep. sun. And so all, so you know, what's funny is that I was told by a different broadcast that they were playing on their home court in the ASUN to start this tournament. I just assumed that was correct. I didn't go back and double check it. The game starts and I see it's being played in Kennesaw, Georgia, Florida Gulf Coast, <laughs> Queens University. I'm like, wait, what? And the same conference game going on at the same time, Lynchburg, Virginia, North Florida and Bellarmine. So I guess they start off with who they assume what, what, what I'm taking from that is because Kennesaw is the got the first round by. They were waiting on the winner of this on, and as well as I can't remember who Bellarmine's playing, but both of them, I, I know that uh, Queens is playing Kennesaw State tonight. So I guess they they get the home court so they don't have to travel. So they, so you're not the next day going, which way are we going? Are we going to, right. Or I guess it's really preventing Queens from having to go down to Georgia. They're already there. Well, that being said, there was nobody in these stands because no one in Kennesaw, Georgia cared anything about Florida Gulf coast or Queens university. And the same thing in the, uh, in the, North Florida Bellarmine. Yeah, I think I think it was the Liberty's home court is, is who uh, Bellarmine was playing at. But it was funny when it first started. The uh, all the stands and the and the seats. Both teams had the seats painted in different colors. So from a distance, you couldn't quite tell until you really focused in on the fact. Dude, there's no one in the stand. There's literally nobody in the stands. I thought it was very colorful you know, sweatshirts people had on. I was like, wait a minute, there's no one in the stands. There was like one random guy. And I'm sure he's a stat guy that, you know, that they showed at the, at the Queens game and same thing at the Bellarmine game. That but one anyway, game was epic. What's that? That one game was epic that we were talking about in the group chat. I couldn't believe the buzzer beater. I, I forget who it was even between, but it was, it had the feel it was of the March. North Florida game. That was it. Okay, yeah, that had the that feel of March. And that was the one that said the jockey off the rails. <laughs> that, he, that took, is, he took North Florida as well. That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> jockey got bucked last night by Bellarmine. <laughs> Tonight, you got the Sun Belt beginning. So Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State, there are a lot of games tonight, by the way. I don't know why, but I thought I'd seen that there were going to be day games, but I guess there aren't today. I believe there's some start. It's it's either tomorrow or Thursday that we start seeing day games, and it'll be like that for the next several weeks, right? Um, what was the other one? Oh, the Patriot League is beginning. The Horizon League is beginning. The ASUN quarterfinal, which was what we just talked about. And I think there's one more. Having to scroll through this to try to find it. But anyways, conference champ, Sunbelt. I don't think I said Sunbelt yet. Um, 
and you have some pretty big games. The SEC, Arkansas at Tennessee, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2. That should be a good one. I like that game a lot. I also like Iowa versus Indiana in the Big Ten. That's a big one for, you know, Iowa fighting on the edge of the bubble right now. It could use a big victory tonight against Indiana. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't either, but <laughs> they need it. <laughs> Tennessee needs it. Needs a, a win in the worst way after after losing to <clears throat> the last. What's it been? Uh, I just had it in front of me. Sorry. Um, they lost so before before that blowout win against South Carolina, which South Carolina is no team this year. Before that, they had lost two in a row, so they really need another win. They played a night in Knoxville, and then they traveled to Auburn on I guess that Saturday, two o'clock ESPN, and then we go to the conference tournament. Man, what a wild ride they had of beating Alabama, then you lose to Kentucky and A and M, and then blow out South Carolina. They're very up and down the past couple of weeks here. Tennessee has been Auburn as well. I watched yeah. quite a bit of that Auburn Kentucky game on Saturday. Man, I kept I kept waiting. So at the beginning, it was a fairly close game. I kept waiting for it to get a little closer, and they just put the freaking beat down on Auburn in the second half. Beat them by like thirty. It was absurd. What was funny is that before the game had started, I was going to put put a little money on Auburn. I got a little skittish, and when when I turned the game on close closer to the first half, I was like, "Man, maybe I should have went with Auburn." I'll I'll see what the line is at the half. <laughs> and then <laughs> bumped. They were down by like ten at that. I was like, "Never mind. I'm staying away from this man." <laughs> that saved me right there. But Auburn, they've got. Alabama tomorrow night. And you know, since this controversy with Brandon Miller and company, they haven't lost, but they have had some close wins, some very close wins. They won by two against South Carolina, who's terrible. They 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 won by a field goal against uh Arkansas in Bama a game where Arkansas really had an opportunity to win that thing. This is since the the controversy, and I'm wondering if this is eventually going to wear on them. I'm not picking Alabama to win the title because of this controversy. Oh, I can tell you right now, I feel pretty strong. After the weekend where, you know, okay, I get it. This is an open case and everything, and he's a witness and all that. But when you do the pat down before the game as you come out for your uh, starting five and another player pats you down and, like, leading to the thing, searching for a gun. That is just, how are you going to make fun of a scene where a person has been lost, no matter if it is your fault or not in the court system at the end of the day? I'm going to be rooting heavily against Alabama the rest of this tournament. And to me, it is a very sad situation. I and think it's him too, because it just everyone involved in this. Yes. To I me, he shouldn't be playing right now. Pick, wherever he goes, I'm pulling against him. Because he's he's obviously, you know, he's looking at it as, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Whatever, man, you're involved. And the point is what you just said. Show some damn class. That's that's all I can say. It's like that's the very least you can do. They just lost their daughter. A mother. 
She was just gunned down, and it sounded like it was a pretty creepy encounter. Yeah, and on top of that, like you said, it's more than even just – I mean, the other players, Coach Oates, I just think there's a lot of bad – I know it's a good team, he's number one, but let's face it, if this was a bad team or a bad player, I bet you he wouldn't even be on the court. Coach Oates, to me, and I had not paid much attention to him until this happened, me when either. I see him in interviews, he's slimy. You get a grease ball feel. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of these dudes that sold his soul. He sold his soul and he and he lives in Alabama. How, how you know, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna sell your soul, aim a little higher. I just raise the bar. <laughs> I can't believe that they haven't done anything to him. The SEC, the NCAA, they all sit there. And if 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 the shoe was on the other foot in a lot of other instances, these kids are at least being told to step away for a minute. Right, at least a week. At least we're gonna let it let the dust settle. We're gonna see how this plays out. And then on top of that, you don't even let it settle. You make a joke about it, pretty much. Just uh, just and the interview by Oates prior to what game was that? Was that the Saturday game or was it the maybe it was the post game of the Thursday? Anyways. It was so nonchalant, and then he would catch himself and say, "And I know someone's lost their their life, but and he was basically saying, you know, this you know, he's, he, he's, we, we need to move on." We what it was is that he was bragging about they had just won. It was the game. I know what it was. It was post game South Carolina, who's terrible, and he was bragging about the fact how they kept their composure and kept focus on the task at hand because they've got a chance to do big things this year. I'm like. What? This is what you want to talk about after you let this kid who's involved somehow on the court. It's at least enough to say, "Hey, let's." He sh- he shouldn't be on the court tonight, right? It's at least that. It's at least, come on. And you skimped by by two points. I think it went to overtime against South Carolina, who is. By the way, for folks who aren't paying attention to college basketball, they are awful this year. I mean, Florida State and South Carolina should be playing in a loser bowl. You know, <laughs> final showdown. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Tonight on Peacock, Florida State versus South Carolina. The we can't wait till college football season basketball game. <laughs> It still might get more views than some of these things on TV lately. (laughs) Let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to give you our locks and look at some of the matchups tonight. Some of these spreads are are really, really crazy. Be back in a flash here on Braves Country. That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You got to keep, I say, you got to keep on your toes. You get a whole lot of something with farmers policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change, signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves bringing you spring training in two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today 
Braves Country Baseball. Dread running to the post office? Stamps.com brings post office and UPS services right to your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and get up to 40% off USPS and up to 62% off UPS rates. Nearly 1 million small businesses use Stamps.com to save time and money. It's a no-brainer. So skip the post office and visit Stamps.com. Sit, shark. I'm not playing your stupid game! That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. You're listening to WQEE in Noonan, Georgia. Home of Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. College basketball night. This is definitely a ball night, that's for sure. Got some of the spreads up on the screen. This first quadrant, anything jump out at you? Uh, Looking at those games there, I pay attention to, I kind of like, that's a lot of points Marquette's given up there. I know Butler's not very good, but. Kind of like Butler in the points on that screen. I like Wake Forest to really put a beat down on uh, uh, Boston College. They're eight-point favorites. I'll tell you what, one, one of my favorite things to do with college basketball, if you find a game that's six to eight points, is you put them both on the money line. So like a Marquette and a Wake Forest. I grabbed something similar to that tonight. Let me double check my info. Um, I think it was Marquette. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Marquette, Wake Forest, and Indiana put them all together on the money line. So no covering the spread. Three teams at home, three good basketball teams, all to win on the money line, and the payout is 130, plus 130. I like it. It's not a great payout when you're talking about three-way parlay, but but they're also heavy favorites. So you got to take the good with the bad. Exactly. How about my favorite preseason bet that I've made so far in the world of Major League Baseball? Ready for this one? Let's hear it. Where is it at? Here we go. What is the number? The Baltimore Orioles, I found them at the win total of over 77 and a half. And I think that's incredibly low. I think they're going to get 85 wins plus. I think this is a team that's good. It's young and they're going to make strides this year. And I thought they were a pretty good team last year. 77 and a half to me seems low. And usually, you know, obviously in that division, everything usually seems very tough, but I think I see some flaws in some of these AL East teams more than usual. I mean, it's especially Boston, but even a little bit in Tampa Bay, a little bit. I don't think it's going to be, um, you know, having a lot of really, really good teams there. 
So I kind of like that over. I would never pick them to win the division. No, me either. I, I think they're going to be in the hunt for the AL wild card. And if they can get off to a good start, they can make it interesting in the division for a while. But 77 and a half wins. So if they don't make it, you're talking about being 10 games under 500, essentially. I just thought that was really low. I also took a flyer on the twins to win the AL uh, central, but that's because they're, they are plus two twenty five. I wouldn't have done that with even, with even money. I just, I just put a little bit on that, but um, if it's going to pay out two and a half, they've got as good a chance of winning that division as the terrible white Sox and the overachieving Cleveland Indians. It's anyone's game. I'm going White Sox, but it's anyone's game. Yeah, but you live in Chicago. Of course you think the White Sox are. But I am a Cubs fan, to be fair. It's, uh, you know. <laughs> well, by the way, that, that's an interesting thing. I need to get you all on at the same time. So I know how you and Tones will, are still okay with the White Sox being Cubs fan. Brian, who's on the show on Wednesdays, he's a White Sox fan. He hates the Cubs. He can't we we randomly tuned in. We, it's funny because sometimes we'll just be doing it on the weekends. We randomly tuned into that show and heard that. And uh, I, I would like to, you know, talk to him a little bit about that because me more so. But my my brother does definitely hate the White Sox. But me, I don't have a problem with them as much. Oh, Tones does hate the White Sox. Tones does hate them, but oh, I, I don't have that. For some reason, I thought I thought y'all were. I knew you were okay with them. I thought he was too. I'm okay with it um, for a multitude of reasons, but I'd love to be on one time with Mr. Brian. <laughs> we're going to set that up. Absolutely. Get the three all in there arguing. I'll just step away. <laughs> yeah, it will be, it will be fun. <laughs> okay, so the next quadrant we go down here. Let me see if there's any good games on this. Man, I'll tell you what, Virginia, and I, I i know they fell to number 13. They were number six last week. They might be the most overrated team that's going to end up on like the 3-4 line. Virginia, once again, has that boring, slow-paced offense, and they don't have the three-point shooters to go deep like they did when they won the title. This feels more like the team, the one seed that they, they got knocked out in the first round. I steer clear of that. I didn't want any part of Virginia giving up six and a half, even though Clemson's a fraud. I didn't want any part of it. I don't like it. Now here's, I'm going to go ahead and give you my pick. My lock. Ooh. Can you guess what game I'm going to? The ones that are being shown right there. So you've got, (laughs) yeah, Bucknell versus American Clemson, Virginia, Eastern Michigan, Bowling Green, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Holy Cross, Loyola. Which game am I going to? I think you're going Georgia spread. Going what? With the Georgia spread. Plus two. Ding, ding, goal. ding. Give me the yeah. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs getting to this Florida team has been hit with injuries in, in the front court, and I don't think they're going to be able to get the rebounds. I think Georgia's going to be able – I think this line actually is is – flipped i don't think florida should be the the favorite they're on the road georgia gets the w at home and i took them i thought someone was hurt for georgia that's i'm gonna take plus two because i I, there's no nothing wrong with having a couple of points in your pocket for what we do here on the show but personally i grabbed them on the money line to win yeah i thought someone was hurt for georgia because that seemed messed up that spread to me (laughs) 
Georgia Tech, by the way, is on the road getting nine versus Syracuse. I do not like Georgia Tech today. Syracuse is due for a, a W, and they're in the Carrier Dome and that goofy defense that they that they put on you. I, I just don't think Georgia Tech has the shooting to uh, to keep up with them. Here's your here's your game. This is the one that I assumed you were going to take, so that's why I left it alone. Iowa, Indiana. It's a six point spread now. I was, you know, I was on that game is interesting to me. Now I don't mind Iowa in the. You know, I wouldn't take them straight up. I don't think they'll win this game, but maybe they could uh, cover potentially. But actually, my lock is going somewhere else in the Big Ten, and that is Michigan State at Nebraska. Michigan State, I want to believe, is minus four, four and a half, uh, depending on the uh, minus four I I have them at right here. But Michigan State's at Nebraska. Michigan State had a terrible, tragic loss after – uh, Mr. Iowa coach Fran looked at the referee. They went on like a 14-0 run and won an overtime. It was something wild on Saturday afternoon. But I think Michigan State's going to come out today and blow, blow the doors off of Nebraska. Huh. That is interesting. One of the guys I follow, one of his big, big bets today is Nebraska plus four and a half. I have a Nebraska fan that watches the show religiously as well, but I just think Michigan State's going to get that rebound game. They need it. I don't think Michigan State's going to cover that spread because I because I listened to the guys breakdown this morning, but I don't feel comfortable enough to to take Nebraska because Nebraska is not even good at basketball. <laughs> I'm finally on a winning streak. I'm trying to keep it going. <laughs> you could probably convince me more to take Michigan State on the money line and maybe pair it up with something else. I would have tried to take it, but the money line was 195. So for the lock purposes, I couldn't do that. No, no. I'm saying in, in real life, I, if, if I was going to take Michigan state, I would take, I would pair it up with something. Oh, else. gotcha. Gotcha. See other games going on tonight. Virginia, man, Virginia tech is so Jekyll and Hyde. I, I would, there's no way I would touch them giving 10 and a half up, up on the road. And they play much better at home. Much better. There should be... Man, between this and and, uh, spring training, that's another reason why I don't watch the freaking... uh, The... Combine. I mean, I got spring training. I'm getting ready for fantasy baseball drafts. The college basketball madness is starting. And ESPN's got it littered all over. I, don't, I can't even turn the ESPN on until March Madness games are actually on. I tell you what I did yesterday, and it was awesome. I just turned on MLB Network for a couple hours, I'm and I just you, I don't get it anymore. I'm sorry. Well, I don't. I don't get NFL Network right now, so we're even. But uh, my stepdad died on Saturday or on a Sunday too. Didn't you want to talk about that? <laughs> so much. But uh, I just, I just like you said, ESPN, all that, they're talking these things in the combine. I want to hear about these baseball teams. I want to hear starting rotations, lineups, compare it to others. I love that stuff, and I'm all in on it, and uh, it's been, it, I'm ready for baseball season. I just, oh, my. And how many times? You know, I sit here and watch. This is why we don't talk about it on the show. People have asked me a few things about the Aaron Rodgers saga. 
and they have all these dopes that are that that are obviously on salary year round for the NFL reporters and whatnot. And they have them all zoomed into their houses, wherever they're at. And they're just giving their, their, their two cents about it. None of them have a clue where any of these guys want to go, but they're just going to get up there and fill up, fill up time. I can't even think of this lady's name. I I like her as a reporter, but they're just going on and on. I've, I've been watching this for the last five to 10 minutes. And that's all they've had is her yapping away with Aaron Roger highlights, you know, that are going. The next time I want to hear about him is the decision. Besides that, I don't care Good about him. God, the season doesn't start till September. Do we have to care about this now? I'm so glad that that, that the baseball uh, offseason is shorter. And that they get to free agency immediately. That's what I like about it. I, I still think they need to find a way to make it a little more more of a buildup, but this NFL, they they've taken three names and they've just churned them around over and over and over again. They don't, the only one that really inter- interests me is Lamar Jackson. Cause I think there's a good chance that he ends up down here in Atlanta. But other than that, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. To be honest, if Derek Carr goes to the Saints judge to the Panthers, I'm not thinking any of them are winning a super bowl anyway. So let's talk about something that's actually happening. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the that what Carr is going to be at the at the combine to talk to several teams. Yep. It sounds like he's he's going to stop off and talk to the entire NFC South <laughs> um, and the Jets. Of course, the Jets are involved. But that's another thing. That's this tells you how much of a narcissist Aaron Rodgers is. He wants the attention because. If he wanted to make a damn decision and move on, he would have already said it. But instead, he wants to tell you he's going to retreat and how he's smarter than you and deeper than you. You know, smart people never have to tell people they're smart. What's your walk off? <laughs> My walk off for the day is hey, you know what? I was watching uh, some of the XFL over the weekend and I'm still trying to follow along. So <laughs> if they lose a, bu- a lot of fans, they still got one in me. My roughnecks are two and zero, oh, baby. Wade Phillips, yeah. So you were the one Nielsen rating that they're getting. <laughs> I can't, man. I tried. It's tr- it's trash. I can't watch it. It's it's absolute. <laughs> it's the worst thing. It's worse than what, what the USFL had last year. And while that's in play, they oh. they they've just hired uh, named coaches. My walk-off is we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, Brian and Justin and Will will be one day closer to opening day. Go Bulldogs! Let's let's go. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, Talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel.
Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 605 catch all the action right here make sure to like and subscribe braves country hd youtube.com forward slash at braves country for atlanta braves baseball all year long